Good tidings, good tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast here this Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on WXAN Radio out of Ava, Illinois. If you're listening to us in the region, we're 103.9 FM. And if you're listening to us across the internet, that's www.wxanradio.com. And when it opens to the web page, just click on Listen Live. We are glad to be with you today. I am Dr. David Pinkerton, your radio pastor. And I'm glad you're tuned in today. Just like always, I'll ask you to call, text, email, notify a friend, ask them to listen. If you would, for the next few minutes, we want to encourage you in God's Word and to strengthen you in the inner man. So thank you for tuning in today. I've got a few announcements that I need to make before we get into the message, but here we are the day before Father's Day. Uh, Through WXAN Radio and Brother Dan and Will and Tish and the good folks here, uh, Dorinda and I have been able to go across um, southern Illinois and uh, southeast Missouri and preaching this spring and helping churches and meeting nice people. Well, one of the churches that we're uh, filling in for, if you do not have a church home, I want to invite you. uh, Tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, is Father's Day. We want to invite you to the J City Free Will Baptist Church. J City Free Will Baptist Church in Johnston City, Illinois. Folks, if you're looking for a loving, warm church, wow, this is it. Sunday school's at 930. The morning worship, which is live stream on Facebook, begins at 1030 in the morning. We would love to have you. Seven o'clock on Wednesday night is prayer meeting as well. Uh, this is a praying, serving church. What an impactful group of Christians in the Johnston City area. That is the J City Free Will Baptist Church. You can look them up online, J and then the word city, church. You'll find them, J City Church, Johnston City, Illinois. Look them up, okay? But come and be with us. We'll be preaching there uh, tomorrow morning at 1030, and I would be honored to meet you. And we're going to celebrate Father's Day, and I'll be preaching along that line in the next few minutes. However, in um, in thought with J-City Free Will Baptist Church, they have a wonderful ministry that I want to encourage you to listen uh, and, and participate in, if you can. Here's the ministry, and I want to make this announcement. So listen close now. It's called Lunch Bunch in the Park. Lunch Bunch in the Park, and it runs from June the 6th through July the 29th. It's from 11.30 in the morning until 12.30 in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. It's at Mike Dean Memorial Playground and Park. Every day, they have daily superhero stories. Uh, Elijah, David, so many Old Testament Bible characters, and they share these inspiring, uh, fun, biblical stories with children. It's daily superhero stories. Those are biblical uh, superhero stories. And every day, Monday through Friday, they get this now. They have a free Friday take-home bag. And in case of inclement weather, they have meals that will be served in the community center in the south cabin now 
Folks, the lunch is free. You're invited to bring your children and come to Lunch Bunch in the park, 1130 to 1230, Monday through Friday, at the Mike Dean Memorial Playground Park in Johnston City. And the J-City Church promotes this, folks. So now through July the 29th, come every day, 1130, and get a good meal, nutritious meal. These are state-certified cooks that prepare the food. Nutritious meals, wholesome meals. Believe me, I've tasted one. They are really good. And they have biblical uh, superhero stories each day. It's a lot of fun. So come to Lunch Bunch in the Park uh, every day, Monday through Friday, 1130 to 1230 in Johnston City, Illinois, or contact the J City Church, the J City Free Will Baptist Church. They'll help you with that, okay? It's a J City Kids Lunch Bunch. It's a fun time. All right. Now, if you have your Bibles, let's get into Psalm 112. Go to Psalm 112 as we are going to bring a Father's Day message today. Uh, Maybe we'd call it more of a teaching than it is a preaching. I'm not sure. But either way, open your Bibles. We're going to celebrate fathers today. I'm going to begin by saying I am celebrating today and thankful for my father. My dad is Eugene Pinkerton of Kirksville, Missouri. He was born and raised there and still lives there. And I have the greatest dad in the world. My dad is a born-again Christian. My dad is a wonderful husband and father. He is a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he stands true to the word of God. And I must say, as he's going to be listening, my dad likes Pepsi. And one of his favorite meals as a kid growing up, what we would have on Saturday mornings would be six or seven eggs over easy with a lot of bacon and some sausage, maybe some toast, and an ice-cold Pepsi. So, Dad, there's your Pepsi announcement, okay? But my dad, Harold Eugene Pinkerton, Kirksville, Missouri. I'm so proud of him. Also, I have a wonderful father-in-law, Robert Rubel of Kirksville, Missouri. He has been a wonderful father-in-law to me, and I'm thankful for him, thankful for his love and and encouragement and just beginning. uh, All of us allowed to share life together. It's been a blessing. So I'm thankful. I still have both of my fathers, and I I pray that you do. And if you don't, I want you to know that today you can celebrate the fond memories and the things that you have that your father left you. So Psalm 112, let's take a look today, and let's title this message if we can, Men Behaving Godly. Men Behaving Godly. In Psalm 112, We're going to take a look by way of introduction. Folks, we love people, and God of God's people, Christian people. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. God so loved the world. And as a born-again child of God, we love people. The Scripture says in Romans 5.5 that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So when you were saved, the love of God was shed abroad in your heart Love for people that are sinners, that do not know Christ as Savior. Love for the saints. Love for all people. 
And we love people, and we try to show it in mo- in our churches. And, you know, the Father's Day holiday is a, just another opportunity to show the fathers of uh, the church, the fathers that you have, uh, just how appreciative you are for them. So I want to encourage fathers today with the rest of this message, if you'll listen in. You know, the world is very hard on fathers. You see it on television. You know, most of the world wants to expose, and especially television's portrayal of men behaving badly. But I wonder how many of us have been exposed to the Bible's portrayal of men behaving godly. Would you agree with me that the world, what the world needs today is not more men behaving badly? What the world really needs today is more men behaving godly. That's exactly what I want to talk to you about with the remainder of this message, men behaving godly. In Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 6, the Bible asks a very sobering question. But a faithful man who can find. If ever there was a day when our world needed faithful men, today is the day. So today's message is directed specifically toward men. And ladies, we don't want to exclude you, but I also want to use the Bible and be a help. So ladies, if you're listening, take notes. These are notes that can help your husband to be the kind of man that God wants him to be. So listen, men. The men of America need a wake-up call. The men of America need a wake-up call. Our world in 2022 needs us today more than ever. Our world needs us to be godly men. Your wife needs you to be a godly man. Your children need you to be a godly man. Your church needs you to be a godly man. Your business needs you to be a godly man to be a godly man. Your community and your nation need you to be a godly man. What the world really needs today are some men behaving godly. I'm convinced if our families are going to survive the 21st century, they will need strong male leadership to do so. If families are going to survive in the 21st century, they will have to be led by godly husbands and fathers. If families are going to survive in the 21st century, men will have to stop behaving badly and start behaving godly. I'm telling you, the family keys, the family keys off of the leadership of men. And when men are, are fulfilling their God-given assignments as spiritual leaders in their homes, the home is stable, secure, and satisfying. My dad, Eugene Pinkerton, was saved when I was young. He led us in family devotions, took us to church, prayed with us, won souls with us, encouraged us. And I'm thankful my dad is is a wonderful Christian. We had structure in my home. I didn't say perfection. My dad wasn't and isn't perfect, and neither are you. If you're listening as a father, you're not perfect. So don't expect perfection from your father. But I'm thankful that we had unconditional love, support. And even at my age in this day and time, I can report to you right now. I have a twin brother, Dennis Pinkerton of Wichita, Kansas. I have a younger brother, Darren Pinkerton of Kirksville, Missouri. All of us boys can report 
that we are loved by our dad and our mom, Helen. We talked about her in the uh, Mother's Day broadcast last month. We are loved unconditionally. And we know that at this stage of our life, our, our children know that my dad and mom love their grandchildren unconditionally. But I'm telling you, the family keys off of the leadership. And a home is stable, secure, and satisfying when the man is behaving godly. However, when families crumble and fall apart, not always, but it is most often the result of men failing in their God-given roles of spiritual leadership. When men fail, the home falls apart and all of society feels the repercussions. Just look at the prison system. When men behave badly, society suffers. When men behave godly, society is strengthened. So, Let's point out some passages of Scripture that speak directly to the issue of men behaving godly. So open your Bibles to Psalm chapter 112, and let's read this powerful passage of Scripture that was written by a man, inspired of God, for men. Remember, when we open the Bible, we're opening the mind of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Now, King David, notice this, David's the author of this psalm. David was a a man's man, and that's what we need today. Christian, if you're going to have to be strong in today's society, David was a man's man. Remember, he was the brave lad who killed Goliath and cut off his head? David was a warrior. David was a family man. He had responsibilities of a wife and children. In fact, this is one area of David's life where he produced his greatest failures. Like most men, David allowed other things to distract him from the priority and attention that should have been given to his family. David was a businessman, a man with great responsibilities. He was one of the most successful kings of all history. He was a builder and he was an administrator. David was a spiritual man. He was a man after God's own heart. David was a leader in temple worship. He wrote psalms hymns of praise. He even danced before the Lord. You see, David could relate to every man under the sound of my voice today. David could relate to you, sir. He experienced everything that you experience as a man, and he usually excelled in everything he did. David can relate to us, and most of us can relate to him. Now listen to what David said about men behaving godly. Let's look at Psalm chapter 112. Every day, folks, there are 299,000 men become fathers for the first time, according to statistics. We become fathers without any training or instructions on how to be a father. And if men would behave godly, it would change the world. Listen to the words of William Raspberry, an African-American columnist with the Washington Post. And I quote, If I could offer a single prescription for the survival of America, and particularly black America, it would be restore the family. And if you ask me how to do it, my answer would be save the boys. End of quote. Psalm chapter 112 tells us exactly where the whole process has to begin. Let's look closely at verse number one, okay? This gets right to the root of the problem for most of us men. And I'm preaching to myself today, too. God is speaking to me, folks. 
Too many of us as men do not have a healthy fear of God. A healthy fear of God. Too many men do not delight, have great delights in God's commands. Psalm chapter 112, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. When a man truly fears God and truly loves God's word, that man is on his way to true godliness. His life is going to be productive and successful. Just look at some of the promises associated with a man who fears God and finds great delight in his commands. In Psalm 112, verse 2, there is the promise concerning this man's children. Verse 2, his seed, or his children, shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. This man, if he is godly, and delighting himself in God's commands, and fearing the Lord with that true healthy fear, he's, gonna, he's, got, he's got a promise concerning his children. They're going to be blessed. His children are going to bless society. Secondly, the man that fears and honors God, there is a promise concerning that man's character. Verse 3 and 4. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Here's a promise about that man's character if he fears and honors God. Let's note thirdly, there's a promise also concerning this man's conduct. In verse 5, He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. A man who has a healthy fear for God and delights himself in the commands or the teachings of God's word, he has a promise concerning his conduct. What about fourthly? This man also has a promise concerning his confidence. Look at verse 6. He hath sued his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. Verse 7. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure verse 8 they stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness this man could be confident because his confidence is in the God of heaven the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob his name is Jesus do you know Jesus is your Savior dad father if you're listening this morning do you know for sure that if you died you'd go to heaven friends Jesus died on the cross of Calvary and shed his blood as a sacrifice to pay for my sins and your sins and the sins of the whole world. That's why Christ came to the earth. We saw that last in the last two weeks if you've been listening to this radio program. Jesus shed his blood as, as a sacrifice for your sins, Father. He was buried in the tomb, Dad. Listen, Christian man or uh, lost man, listen, that, are, that is listening. Notice this. Jesus took your place on the cross so you didn't have to pay for your own sin. He was buried in the tomb after he was crucified and shed his blood in your place. He was resurrected the third day to, to show us that God had accepted the payment he made for our sins. He brought him back to life. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-5. And now you can be forgiven if you'll, by faith, in other words, put your faith in Jesus to be your Savior 
because you're a sinner and you can't save yourself. You know that. And you have nothing to offer God. You line yourself up with the Ten Commandments and you, you fail miserably. And if you break one of the commandments, you're guilty of all. In other words, you need a Savior. You have nothing to offer. You have no hope. Now, recognize you're a sinner in the sight of a holy and a just God. Bow your head in prayer and from the sincerity of your heart, follow me in this prayer. Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save my soul. I'm trusting you and you alone as my Savior. Amen. Now, if you've done that, write us here at the, or call us here at the radio station. Contact me on my Gmail account at drdave13 at gmail.com. D-R-D-A-V-E-1-3 at gmail.com. And we'll have some information and some stuff for you to start the Christian life. But this kind of man that we're talking about in Psalm 112 that David is telling us about is a man who fears God and delights in his commands. Now, quickly, again, this is the kind of man that the world needs, that your wife needs, that your children needs, that your church needs. Now, let me give you some points to this message as we consider men behaving godly. Number one. Jot these down. Ladies, if you're listening, jot these down for your husband. Number one, acknowledge the power of your influence. Men, acknowledge, acknowledge the power of your influence. I want to speak specifically to the men who are husbands and are fathers. I want you to realize the tremendous power of influence that you have on your marriage and on your children. As a husband, you have powerful influence upon your wife. And I'm telling you, fellas, your wife's happiness and emotional security in life rests almost entirely upon you. I believe that is exactly what the Bible means when it says the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and his body, which is he is the savior of the body. Ephesians 5:24. Being the head of your wife does not mean you're her boss or her taskmaster. It means that you have the right rule over her with a loving love, a gracious love, a merciful love, not a tyrant, not a bully, not a dictator. Being the head of your wife means that you have the responsibility for her well-being. You are her supply. You are the one who provides security and satisfaction to her. And I believe God built your wife to be a responder. And when you love her, your wife, in the same way Christ loves the church... She will be secure and satisfied and happy, and she will respond to you, sir. Not only as a father should you acknowledge your influence over your wife, but also over your children. Acknowledge you have a powerful influence over your children. Dads, I want you to realize you have a tremendous impact upon your children. In spite of what the world may say about your role, I'm telling you, your children need you desperately. Notice some of these statistics. Fatherless daughters are 53% more likely to marry as teenagers. Fatherless daughters are 111% more likely to have children as teenagers. Fatherless sons are 35% more likely to experience marital failure. Fatherless sons are 300% more likely to become incarcerated in state juvenile institutions. Fatherless sons make up 70% of all juveniles in state institutions. Dad, your children need you to be a godly man, to be saved, to be honoring Christ, following Christ, and fulfilling your role as a father. 
I agree with Pastor David T. Moore when he says in his tremendous book, and it's, quote, Five Lies, and I quote from it, The heart of every little boy and girl lies within a father's hands. Every broken promise and abusive word tears a hole that may never be mended. End of quote. So men, number one, acknowledge your influence. Number two, avoid the pitfalls of your masculinity. I think I need to tell you guys that there are some hazards that come along with us being males. The way we are built as the fallen sons of Adam can work against us. We do not have the natural bent toward godliness. In fact, our natural bent is toward sinfulness and selfishness. And men have their own unique brand of sinfulness and selfishness. So let me tell you about some common mistakes, real quick, or pitfalls we got to avoid in our families. Number one, we have to avoid being arrogant husbands and fathers. Quit trying to manipulate your children with dime store psychology. Men, you are 90% ego wrapped in skin. Tell your children the truth. Be honest with them. If they differ with you, so be it. If they're grown adults, but you don't try to manipulate them by pretending or by by trying to, I'll give you something if you do this for me. Don't do that. Don't be an arrogant husband and a father. You know, most men are like Rambo. John Wayne and Chuck Norris and Albert Einstein all wrapped in one person. Ladies, would you agree with me that if you could buy a man for what he is worth and sell him for what he thinks he is worth, you'd make a huge profit. You see, a man's pride is what drives most of the common failures and mistakes that we make as husbands and fathers. So don't be an arrogant husband or father. Quickly, don't be an autocratic husband or father. Because most men have such a big ego, they really like to act like the boss around the house. Stop that madness. Have a loving, godly example. Love your wife and love your children. Love your grandchildren. Number three, a pitfall that men fall into. Absentee husbands and fathers. The worst thing a man can do is walk out on his family. It's the most heinous of all crimes a man can commit. Child psychologist Dr. David Elking writes, and I quote, We see more children who show symptoms of stress, headaches, stomach aches, low mood, learning problems. As they get older, many of them feel they've missed an important part of their life. They feel used and abused. My concern is if they don't feel cared about, then they can't ever care about someone else, let alone themselves. We may be creating a large number of children who have, who are truly emotional misfits. Now, I'm out of time for today. This is a Good Tidings radio broadcast. Happy Father's Day, fathers. Happy Father's Day to Eugene Pinkerton, to Robert Rubel, to uh, Dennis Pinkerton, Darren Pinkerton, to all the fathers listening. God bless you. Love your Heavenly Father. Love your family. And be the father that Psalm 112 talks about. For Jesus' sake and his glory and honor, keep looking up. Pray for your fathers. God bless each of you. Thank you for tuning in to the Good Times Radio Broadcast. Oh, yes, he's finally here. Emmanuel. God is with us. He's with us. There's no need yes, he is. For I